Hi guys and welcome back to Perspective. Today we have a different episode. I, I mean I've done this in the past but it's a solo episode and I just want to go over some like different subjects, different like takes on things. Um, last week we were supposed to air an interview with a guest. However, somehow, some way, I think it was the platform, but the episode was completely deleted and erased. I don't know how. I was absolutely devastated, but we're working on rescheduling and reshooting um, that interview. So hopefully that'll be uh, done before the end of April. And so anyway, today we're discussing, for one, friendship breakups. Because I feel like friendship breakups aren't talked about enough or maybe emphasized or given the same spotlight as, I don't know, like relationship breakups and, you know, first heartbreak and this and that sort of thing. But I think that friendship breakups are one of the earliest um, examples of like heartache that, you know, we as people face from just like, you know, the transition from middle from elementary school to middle school. And then like, you know, you lose a friend because you're in a different space or you drift apart from from just all these different examples. I think that, you know, sometimes we don't really give enough attention to, but it does impact us heavily. And I know for, for me, my middle school friendships and those issues, which, you know, were definitely due to our age, attributed to our age, um, at the time, being 11, 12, 13 year olds. But those situations heavily impacted my friendships today. And I think also because I was an only child for a major portion of my life, or at least raised as one, a major portion of my life. And still like my siblings are way younger than me. So I really, um, how do you say this? I really, took friendship seriously and it was more like family to me than you know just sorry that's my dog but more so like family than just a friend right but um often I felt like I had no real middle school friendships by by the end by the time I ended middle school I was just done with like the ideas of a friendship because I had so many like failed friendship relationships and so you know and sort of a, like a survival response I guess I learned to kind of love and be present with you know the friends that I make but also keep keep them distanced so that if at any point that I lose them whether to you know, a falling out or they, they passed away or or anything of that, just losing them in general, that I make sure that I'd be fine, which isn't necessarily healthy. But I'm talking about this because recently, like last week, I guess, I lost two friends, which didn't hurt me. It like losing no, that didn't that didn't hurt. But frankly, like I think it was necessary. But the point is, I kind of noticed that I looked at myself, I reflected, and for a second I was just like, hmm, I'm being like too dismissive and too passive with the friendship. And like 
for my emotional health and and just being conscious of myself, I I had to take a step back because like, hey, I was friends with these girls for two years. And so now I'm approaching the situation with empathy and, and love because obviously at one point they're my friends. So that's what I had for them. And so now I'm like, and honestly, like they did me wrong in a sense, right? And I guess another thing to know is that we didn't, we haven't talked about it, but overall, you know, like I was annoyed and I was just done. So I didn't care. And and it's easier to be upset at a situation than approach a situation with, you know, love and maturity. But I think that even even though I'm like annoyed slightly, <laughs> I can still like find peace with the with the people because I feel like I keep saying like and it's it's annoying me. So I'm sorry to you guys. It's probably annoying you too. But um, yeah, I'm trying to like approach the situation differently, e- even though I'm upset or maybe not upset anymore, but just like annoyed and kind of like dismissive of like the friendship because something that I did do a lot at least particular particularly with one of one of the friends that I lost I made it like kind of like clear because I was trying to help her and she because she cared a lot about people which is great I care about people too but sometimes like she cared too much to where like it hurt herself and it was just not healthy and so I was trying to teach her but I I was trying to teach her that, you know, it's it's good to distance yourself and to to put yourself first. But I also told her that, hey, you're going to have to go through some things so that you end up being okay with losing people. Because for me, it's easier, but that's because I've been through situations. So I've learned that on my own. I can't keep telling you, you know, this is what you need to do or this is what's going to happen because... That's not how life works. You have to experience it for yourself. You know, you have to touch the stove one time and actually get burned or feel the heat to understand that's not what I should touch. You know, if that makes any sense. Um, But yeah, this wasn't like one of the friendships where you lose and it, and it hurts. Not, not this one for me, but I have experienced like friendships that, you know, broke up and like devastated me. And so, I don't know, I think that maybe we should, like, start paying, as people, giving that sort of, like, heartbreak attention and value a little more. Because, especially for, like, adolescents, I think, especially for, um, like, younger kids. Because I feel like, maybe for myself, speaking for myself, when I was in middle school, that hurt. It really did. And, uh... Yeah, I feel like that was kind of all over the place, but I hope you guys were, like, catching my drift. And, you know, I don't know. I might revisit this subject with a peer and then also, like, with someone older to see the differences and how we approach this and our outlook on this topic. Um, But, yeah, the next thing I want to talk about is, like, this influencer versus celebrity thing because... It's becoming more prominent. And I think social media is low-key, like, breaking down the exclusivity of being a celebrity. 
because social media allows everyone to have that quote unquote main character moment. So everyone gets a shot at being, you know, popular, but not just popular, but just like on a bigger scale and, and having influence. And so I really started thinking about this subject um, recently because of Coachella. And I was on TikTok, I know, very teenager-esque of me. If, is, is that even a word? I don't know. But anyway, people were talking about the outfits that people were wearing and blah, blah, blah. And keep in mind, Coachella is a festival. So the point is to enjoy people and music and express creativity as as it has been like that, especially at Coachella for, for many years now. But... You know, some regular people, not even celebrities or influencers, like in the comments were just like, oh, look at the differences between influencers and celebrities and uh, 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 and kind of coming at influencers, which I get it. Sometimes influencers can be annoying. Some of them annoy me, but celebrities annoy me too sometimes. And so I, w- I just feel like, okay, celebrities have the opportunities to dress up anytime. And festivals like this give regular people or influencers who are also regular people and celebrities are regular people too. But, you know, it gives them an opportunity to dress up and and have fun. And I feel like, you know, it's kind of sad that, you know, we're kind of shutting down regular people for, for having fun and expressing themselves but it it, I can't be mad because that's how this whole thing was like designed right because this all this all came up because Kendall Jenner Kylie Jenner and Haley Baldwin arrived at the Coachella at Coachella and they were what were they wearing jeans and a t-shirt or like just regular outfits that you would go out to the mall in right and some people were like, look, they're not even trying hard. And da, da, da. Uh, yeah, duh. They have opportunities to dress up anytime they want. They get to go to the Oscars or the Met Gala or exclusive parties and da 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 da. And so I just think that we need to stop. I don't know, looking up to them so much because. They have luxuries that regular people don't. And then speaking of like the Met Gallon stuff, people were upset that influencers were invited because I guess they wanted that whole celebrity feel and, and all this. But I think it's internalized classism and you know elitist ideas because once you start seeing that regular people who once had nothing can come into these spaces without having a whole bunch of connections, without nepotism, it threatens the idea of Hollywood. It threatens this whole agenda. And it kind of reminds me of how now artists don't even, don't have to get discovered. They can just make their own lane. They can gain popularity. And I don't know, I think that slowly but surely our modern day, you know, form of, of Hollywood and that just whole area 
is being broken down all thanks to social media and the fact that people can gain, you know, followers and supporters and fans, you know, all from their homes. And I don't know, I feel like I didn't explain that well or my view, but again, this is something that I really want to talk to with, talk to about with like an influencer and see like their take on it because it's like, it's very interesting to me. And I see the direction that Hollywood's going in and I kind of like it. Um, but yeah, so the last thing I want to talk about is Bridgerton and not the show itself, but the representation they have represented black women and now Desi women, South Asian women. Is that how you say it? South Asian, Southeast Asian? Wait, I want to say this right. Okay. Yeah, South Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> representing South Asian people, well, specifically women, but specifically dark skinned South Asian women, which was major. So, I, I was on TikTok and I saw so many brown girls so happy and I was happy for them and it was just amazing. And I grew up with dark-skinned brown girls, Indian and Sri Lankan girls specifically, and it meant the world to them. So I'm so excited for them. And hopefully, you know, what Bridgerton is doing, I hope it opened the door for, you know, this group of minorities to be added, you know, to Hollywood. Because I know with this diversity push, I, I that probably sounded so bad. That sounded negative. I, I meant it in like a good way. But like the diverse, the way that we're, you know, pushing Hollywood to be more diverse, especially like you can even see like through Marvel, all this representation is so amazing. And hopefully, you know, South Asian representation is going to come to a forefront and not just stereotypes, because that's one of the problems. People say, oh, there's there's a black character. There's an Asian character. There's a Latino character. But it's it's a, it's always a stereotype. It's always a, something negative. And so hopefully they take Bridgerton's approach and, and just, you know, humanize, humanize minorities. That's the one thing that I, I, I haven't watched Bridgerton, but I really loved that it wasn't so heavily f- focused on race, right? So it's just like regular people, regular characters without mentioning a hundred times that the differences with just a regular story arc and just good old storytelling it was it made me happy but the other thing is I just want to know why are our Latina girlies playing the what about us card because like first of all there's only two seasons at the moment but secondly let's be happy for other marginalized groups without making it about us the same thing happened with black panther when it came out there's like all like different minority groups saying what about us what about us like can we all collectively be happy for our brothers and sisters because eventually our time will come and a great example of that again is black panther 
because I remember Asians saying, we don't have our superhero movie, we don't have... And then Shang-Chi came out a few years later. So I think that we just have to be patient. And also, when we have to support when, for example, there's black, black movies, black films being told by black storytellers, we need to go out and support those. We can't just say, oh, they don't exist. Because they do, we we have, but we they need our support. There's only so much they can do, and so that goes for I think every minority group, uh, and ge- oh my dog, but that goes for any mi- minority group in general. But um, yeah, I want to revisit that. I think this is my second time talking about representation, but it's something that's so important to me, and eventually something that I want to have a hand in changing, like the norm and and representing people, not just black girls, not just Latino girls, but you know, all different types of people, even if I don't come from that background. I think I, I just, representation is so, so important to me because media really, really shape our society. And um, yeah, so that's all for today. I know it's a short episode, kind of. Not really, 17 minutes. But um, I just wanted to talk about a few things, and I'm glad that I that I did. And I would love for some feedback. You can follow me on Instagram, um, at Sahara underscore Rebay. Same spelling, S-A-H-A-R-A underscore R-E-B-E. And yeah, it was so nice talking to you guys. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day, night, evening, whatever time of day uh, you're listening. And I love you all. Bye.